This is Lorena Hollander from the Brazilian band Diaphanes, and you're listening to KCOU Colombia. Good morning, and welcome to the weekly walkthrough. Here on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia, we'd like to thank you for listening. It is Sunday morning at 11.05. I'm joined in studio by my co-host, Nick Catlin. Good morning, Nick. Good morning, Ethan. And just to get into, or to talk about our upset picks from last week, again, mine mine did not work out, and neither did yours. I had the Tennessee and Texas A&M upset, obviously Texas A&M being over the Tam, Tamu, but that game was not happen, did not occur due to COVID, and Miami barely squeaked by Virginia Tech losing or winning 25 to 24. Yeah, I was close this it was week. Close. I was close this week. Uh <clears throat> Dear King did sneak one in uh quite quite literally pretty close to the end. I think it was right around the 2 minute warning of the fourth quarter. They they put away the uh, game winning touchdown and extra point, but yeah, Miami did sneak by Virginia Tech. Uh, getting into college football, a lot of games were postponed this week uh due to COVID-19. Uh Number one, Alabama. Number three, Ohio State. Number five, Texas A&M. Just to uh, just to headline a handful of them. What did you think about this? I mean, I, we know your opinion on on college football just in general this season, and, and you think that you know maybe it shouldn't have been played at all. I don't think it should have been played at all. Just from the fact that we're seeing so many people getting sick within these programs. A lot of these programs have coaches that are in that. Um, vulnerable vulnerable what is it? What, what would you consider it's like vulnerable it's like older people high maybe, risk high risk yes high risk and we're seeing that with you know a lot of older people like nick saban who's coaching he's gotten the virus and that's just one person but just a lot of and then obviously the linemen are very big people they're eating heavy amounts of food and that that could have heart problems for them in the future so i just see it as a big concern and i just didn't see it as worth it especially because the schools are for sure losing money i mean because they're not selling tickets but it's just that's just my personal opinion on it i was really upset that ohio state didn't play because i wanted to see Tua's brother go up against Justin Fields. They've both been having great seasons, and that was going to be an exciting matchup. Absolutely. Talia Tungavailoa has has been playing particularly well for the uh, Maryland Terrapins this year. And, and yeah, no, he has them in a, in a decent position, actually, in the Big Ten, and, and you're absolutely right in saying that would have been one of the better matchups to watch this week. Uh, let's just let's just fly around a little bit around the uh, college football scoreboard. Notre Dame got a little trouble early from Boston College, but then pulled away, winning that game, forty-five to thirty-one. The number two uh, Irish remain at eight and zero, undefeated. Florida and Kyle Trask move on with a thumping of Arkansas, beating them sixty-three to thirty-five. Kyle Trask, twenty-three of twenty-nine for three hundred fifty-six yards and six more touchdowns for the young quarterback out of Florida. We'll talk a little bit more about him as we move on through our college football segment of the show. We already talked a little bit about Miami sneaking by Virginia Tech. Number 10, Indiana shuts out Michigan State 24 to nothing. Oregon, as the uh, best team in the Pac-12, continues their dominance over that conference into this year, 2-0 and a 43-29 victory over Washington State. Wisconsin went to the big house at Michigan, beat them 49-11. The Marshall Thundering Herd remain undefeated as they look for a spot in the top 15. 
uh, one of your ranked teams to lose today was number or yesterday was number 19 SMU dropping to Tulsa. Uh, just about everyone else in the top 25, though, continued with winning. You know, Northwestern beat Purdue, Liberty beat Western Carolina, and and as we said, plenty of canceled games. We said Alabama, Ohio State, Texas A&M, Coastal Carolina, and Auburn, all top 25 teams that did not play yesterday. So what did you see yesterday, if anything, that surprised you, and, and which teams looked the best and the worst yesterday? Wisconsin had a phenomenal performance against the University of Michigan. The Wolverines looked terrible. I mean, I know you want to talk about it. I know you want to discuss it. No, I'd actually love to hear what you have to say. I mean, Joe Milton. Because I've been saying it. I've been saying it all year. I've been saying it for years now. So I, I'd love to hear what you, you what you finally have to say because it, it sounds like you're starting to come towards the same kind of thinking that I have at least recently about Michigan. Well, yeah, it's it's difficult, especially when you lose when you lose that that game, especially in that manner. I mean, it wasn't competitive, really. Third quarter, you saw a little light when they threw in um, that that really talented kid, Cade. And I think that if you are Jim Harbaugh, you need to start that kid. He had a great drive through some incredible balls. Nevada Gatorade Player of the Year. He's incredible, and. I mean, it's it's looking like it might be time. And I'm trying to find Jim Harbaugh's contract and see. I'm pretty sure it's up by the end of next year. And when and when you're talking about the – let's just talk about the Badgers while you look into Jim Harbaugh's contract It says situation. it runs through 2021, so it's so through this of, year and next the year. The end of next season? Yeah. All right. But just a little bit about the Badgers because we'll get, we'll get back into Michigan. Wisconsin looked really good last night. They came out. Uh, they forced two turnovers on defense uh, by Joe Milton on, on the first couple of drives that Michigan had. They ran the ball as a team for 341 yards last night, which which is kind of the the Wisconsin way of doing things. You 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 set that big O line up and you run behind it. You, not even one player had over 100 yards rushing when you're looking at it. They had five rushing touchdowns and and not one player went over 100 yards rushing. So a very balanced rushing attack from the Badgers. They had a little bit of a layoff due to their COVID problem. Uh, missed a handful of games, dropped some spots in the rankings due to missing some games, but they they picked right back up and showed that they are one of the better teams in this country. I expect them to crack once again back into the top 10 next week. They're at 13 right now. Uh, so I, I think this Wisconsin team will provide a legitimate challenge in the Big Ten to Ohio State this year. And what I'm reading in this article by Sporting News is contracts up after next season, but the buyout is ten million dollars for next season. If well, they just, to buy, just oh, buy them out, just in general. I mean, you gotta you gotta buy. It's in the contract. The buyout's ten million. So, so we'll see not, Jim Harbaugh there next year. Yeah, Jim Harbaugh. I think you have to at least let him ride out the contract at this point because you don't. Because I mean, I still don't see a college coach that's going to come in next season and really do incredible like you might as well give him another chance with this Cade kid because Cade looked really good I don't even know his last name I got it it is Mc- Cade Mick something Mick Namara Mick Namara I think that's how you say it yeah sophomore as you said from Reno Nevada came yeah. in came in yesterday went a uh passed four of seven for 75 yards and a touchdown yeah that first that first drive he had was really looked really nice they got the stop on defense too and then ran into the kicker i was gonna say on four completed passes he had he had almost as many passing yards as joe milton and had more passing touchdowns on only the four I think completions it's, i think it's time they waited too long for mccaffrey and, and 
and then he slipped and went somewhere else, and then to, now it's, to Nebraska, who beat Penn State yesterday. Now it's time to, it's time to decide to be and, to put someone out there who can play quarterback. Like and, I just don't and, understand. And looking at Joe Milton, we saw some of his rushing stats in in some of their previous games. Correct, man ran seven times for fifteen yards yesterday. He didn't even run the football well. Yeah, I think it's time for the switch, and I think Harbaugh knows that it's time. I hope at least. Well, one and three, and one and three in the conference, with a short, you know, ten game or less conference season. Their season's just about up. I mean, granted, everybody can make a bowl game this year. There is no requirement on the number of wins, so they might see them make a bowl game. But but they're done competing for the Big Ten this year. Of course, yeah, I, yeah, I think they were done competing for the Big Ten when they lost their second game, but. The fact of the matter is that this is an underperforming season. Definitely a tough season to really judge in a lot of cases just because of COVID and things of that nature. It's had a big effect on pretty much all teams. This year has just been such a crazy year for college football. You're seeing teams now that are ranked really high that are never ranked, usually ever ranked at all. Yeah, like Marshall, Coastal Carolina, all those. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I know you would like to talk a little bit about the Heisman Trophy race so far this season. Uh, so, please, enlighten me. Talk. Let's talk about the Heisman Trophy race. I think it's you got to give it to Kyle Trask. I mean, he's leading the NCAA in t- with 28 touchdowns in the most defensive league in college football. I mean, you just got to look at the talent the SEC has produced throughout the last 15 20 years and that just speaks for itself and only three interceptions along with that and they're undefeated they've beaten incredible teams more specifically georgia who is their biggest competition in the sec by far and they've just dominated a lot of opponents and he's been playing outstanding so we're going to go into sports illustrated yeah let's see what i don't know what other people i know sports illustrated we're going to go into what they say right now yeah, let's see what the people are saying. They are saying I'm what not exactly saying? sure. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure. I'm scrolling. Well, who do you this. think? Who do you have? Uh, I it? think I think you're right. I think you're right in saying and, and Kyle Trash should definitely be the front runner. Uh I think that Justin Fields and Mac Jones are close. But they're definitely behind Kyle Trask at this point in time. I think we'll have to see how the season finishes. I'm not sure if Ohio State, you know, misses a bunch of games due to due to COVID or stuff like that. If you could give it to Justin Fields, if he plays significantly less games than Kyle Trask, uh, and and that's just the way college football is this year. That's just the way it's going to be. There's nothing Justin Fields can do about that. You know, he could play he could play out of his mind for six or eight games, but when Kyle Trask, you know, plays eleven or or ten or eleven games and, and puts up six touchdowns a game and finishes with ten more touchdowns than than Justin Fields does, or you can't you can't give it to Justin Fields. Uh, I, I think that I think what you said about Mac Jones is is also correct. He's playing out of his mind this year. A lot of people, I don't think he's close. With a lot Trask, of though. a lot of people didn't close. expect him to play as as well as he has so far this season. But but I think you're absolutely correct in saying that that it's Kyle Trask's trophy to lose right now. And you see that with you know people like Trevor Lawrence missing extended time. Obviously, he was one of the Heisman favorites coming into the season. There hasn't been a, a running back that has really surprised us and jumped out off the page this year like there sometimes is. You know, when you see like the Jonathan Taylors or, or people along those lines hopping up into the Heisman Trophy ceremonies. It, it's going to come down to quarterbacks this year, and, and, and I think it's the three that we just said. 
Well, it always does. I mean, that's what I don't like about the Heisman Trophy. It's always quarterbacks winning. Granted, I brought the topic up, but it's always quarterbacks winning. Even when running backs should win, or another quarterback could win, they always they always give it to a quarterback, usually in the eastern area, southeast more specifically. It's just... But, I, I mean, just, you're looking at it at, at least this year, and one of those guys is going to deserve it. Oh, of course. I think I think. Kyle I was going to say. I know. I know you've talked a lot about you know Heisman Trophy ceremonies past, where where the person that you did not think was should have won it has has gotten it. When you see somebody like uh, Christian McCaffrey not win it, when you see someone like, or who Even else? Like, Who's the other example? Toby Gerhardt. Yeah, over yeah over Mark Ingram. I was going to say when you see people like that don't don't win it, you have you have issue with that. But I think this season it it's pretty clearly trial Kyle Trask being the best player in college football. And I I totally agree with that. And he's he's played incredibly well. And you really can't ask more. Twenty eight touchdowns to three interceptions through these limited amount of games. They've played maybe five games. That's just incredible against the best competition as well. Yeah, they've played. They've played. You know, Georgia. They've. They are Florida. I was gonna say they've played Florida, but no, that's Georgia. Uh, who else have they played this year? Let's give it a look. They obviously blew out Arkansas, and they, they had the and great. They blew game. out Mizzou. They beat Mizzou. They've beaten Mississippi. Put up fifty on them. Tennessee, Martin, and then Townsend as well. Who they lose to? Oh, psych. That was from last year. Why are they showing me the stuff from last year? Uh, Texas A&M. They lost to Texas. Who A&M. is in the top ranked in the top five? They yeah. lost <laughs> to them by a field goal, and Florida put up thirty-eight points in that game. And and Trash threw four TDs. And looking at it, you're gonna you're gonna have to see Kyle Trask play Mac Jones in Alabama. Yeah, and, and it's gonna be exciting. That's what we all want to see. Oh, that's a great matchup, and it's. It's a really tough one to pick. I think it is. I think Florida has a better chance when you see someone like Jalen Waddle missing from the lineup when you have a playmaker like that. But at the same time, Florida's missing arguably their best offensive pass catcher in Kyle Pitts, who's been missing with a concussion. Uh, he suffered it. Did he suffer it in the Georgia game? And I he broke. And he broke. I'm not for sure, but he broke the single season Florida like tight end uh, touchdown record already. already already and we're in a shortened season <laughs> and it's a shortened season like you said already and then I mean wow I mean they've had you know I mean I know you know he committed the murders but Aaron Hernandez when he was at Florida I mean that he was a beast and they've had they've had great tight ends just throughout history they've had great talent and him doing that in that in a shortened season already like we're we still have half the season left and he's Played at an outstanding level, and he yeah he's missed he missed yesterday, and we aren't sure about his status necessarily for next week, but he should definitely be back at some point during the season. And I'd love to see him soon because he he has a real chance of at least being a Heisman finalist for sure, for sure he has a chance. I mean, I mean you're he's playing in, incredible. He's pretty much a wide receiver with the numbers he's putting up. Putting right up now. the two Kyles from Florida in the Heisman Trophy ceremony. I think I mean they've they've done worse. They put CD Lamb there with Baker or whoever Baker went there with. I mean that person wasn't anywhere near what Kyle Pitts is this year. That wasn't it was it Hollywood Brown? Maybe, but he wasn't going to win the Heisman. No, he wasn't. He was just up there to have a good time. They need a fourth. I was going to say you got to have fourth Heisman ceremony. You don't have even to have though four. even though we know who's going to win. You don't have to have four. It's either three or five usually. I thought it was four. Nah, I don't think so. Well, sometimes it depends, though, because sometimes they have four or five. Sometimes they have three. If it's a slow year, they'll have three. Usually it's between two anyways. But we move into the NBA. 
Yes, sir. All right. The Houston Rockets are starting to get completely destroyed with the destruction happening, you know, because their general manager, Daryl Morey, their head coach, Mike D'Antoni, uh, leaving. D'Antoni. Say D'Antoni. D'Antoni. Thank you. Russell Westbrook and James Harden are also starting. We're starting to hear rumors about them wanting to leave Houston. Uh, James Harden has been rumored to go to uh, Brooklyn or Philadelphia. Russell Westbrook's been all over the place. We've seen the Knicks. We've seen other teams. Uh, what do you make of this situation? I think what we what I heard is that Russell Westbrook is just not happy playing with James Harden, and James Harden's not sure if he wants to do a whole new system with the new coach and all that good stuff. So what are you thinking about Houston and what they're going to end up doing with their two all-star caliber players? I mean, for Harden... I think it's very understandable to why he would want to leave at this point. I mean, they got they completely are rebuilding the whole team, especially when they get rid of Mike D'Antoni, and then you have Maury leaving to go to Philadelphia, which I think is the easy favorite to land to land James Harden, in my personal opinion. So, quick question about that: when we're talking about Philadelphia getting James Harden, what would they have to give up to get him? Uh, wait till next year and sign him. Oh, you don't think they're going to try and trade for him? <laughs> no. You wait till next year and you just sign him. Interesting. That's what I think you do. His contract up at the end of this season? He's mm-hmm. one. Of, he's part of that epic free agent class we're getting at the end of next basketball I'm season? I'm pretty sure. I mean, don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure he is He is going to be a free agent really soon. And But if I'm wrong, He should probably come to the Bulls. He could come to the Bulls. <laughs> but it makes sense why he wants to leave. Because he may feel like they are even moving on from him, basically. I mean, it doesn't feel like he's really in their interest of winning in the long run because they're kind of rebuilding everything. And they haven't like. they haven't built really around him that successfully. I mean the Chris Paul the Chris Paul trade was good and they worked well together. But obviously Chris Paul getting injured stopped that team from having a real shot at a championship. I do I'd I'd probably I'd disagree with you on you that. You disagree? Think, what else have they done besides James Harden that? has played bad in the playoffs. I'm gonna say it right now. James Harden has been underperforming in the playoffs. But the man that does team, not play well in the playoffs. But has that team has that team They've given him the pieces to be successful. They have. And he's failed. And he's failed. I'm sorry, I have to say it Who's right now. Who's the best piece he's played with? In oh, a, in a, it, okay. Are you kidding me? Chris Paul, he's gotten Clint Capella, he's gotten... Yes, uh, but in a, but in, a, in an NBA right now, Russell where you re, will you rely on another superstar caliber player, he hasn't had that. Russell oh. Westbrook and him don't work well together. You know this. Dude, Chris Paul, though? Him and Chris Paul playing two years together? Chris Paul's a top five point guard all time. And what more does he want? He has great role players around him. Trevor Ariza isn't a good role player. P.J. Tucker, Robert Covington. These guys, Austin Rivers, too, coming off the bench. Eric Gordon. I mean, they're putting great people around him. He needs to start to stop struggling in the playoffs. It's his fault that this isn't happening. He's the one who's got to be making the shots. And when you're shooting one for ten in playoff games, yeah, your teammates aren't going to be too happy along with you're just not performing well. I mean, he has to take accountability for this and say, I have been trash in the playoffs and I need to be better. But instead, he's going to move on, probably try to go to Philly, lose in Philly, and then it's over. And then it's over for him. I mean, they put so much faith in this dude. Maury's saying he's a better scorer than Michael Jordan. Where is it, though? Like, he's had all the pieces around him to be successful, and he just hasn't done it. And it's so frustrating for me to see. And then you want to sit there and tell me that he hasn't gotten the talent? Chris Paul's the best player he played with, which is, which is, which, yes. Chris it's Paul's, Chris Paul. Chris Paul's a good player. Chris Paul wasn't in his prime when he was playing with him. He was playing good, though. Yes, he was playing good. But in a league where you need another top tier superstar, to win a title, we've seen it plenty of times in the past couple of years. It, he didn't have that. I disagree. 
I disagree. I think Russell Westbrook what had they, a phenomenal year. What they should have done when they had the opportunity to, when he was trying to leave uh, Minnesota, was they should have gone out and gotten Jimmy Butler. That's what the Rockets should have done. Now, that's a team I think could have won a championship. No. They would have still gotten destroyed by the Lakers at the same. Granted, it's a whole different scenario, but that I was, just think that was, I before, just think, that was before the Lakers were. That was before the Lakers. But I just think you saying that James Harden hasn't gotten talent around him is just. I just think that's a crazy because they've had no. Great he's had role he's players. had talent, but he hasn't had the top tier talent that you need right now to win a championship in the NBA. You need another top five player in the NBA, pretty close to it, to win a, a championship in the NBA. I disagree. Let's go through the past couple of champions. Minus the Raptors. The Raptors did it with pretty much Kawhi. Okay, minus the team from a year and a half ago. Okay. Correct. But go through the other five. The other past five. You got LeBron and AD okay. in the top five. And they dominated through the playoffs. Correct. No one's going to beat them next year either. Correct. They're going to win they it next did. year. Then you have Steph Curry when he's healthy and Kevin Durant. Okay, that was super team. Okay. Still two top five players in the NBA. You have them a couple of times. You think, but you and think you, you have, had when you go back not. to when you go back to 2016, you have LeBron and, and Kyrie Irving. That's not two top five. They're Correct, not. but Kyrie Irving was close to top five at that point in no. time. Are you kidding me? He was no. dropping forty something in the playoffs. No, he was not a top five player. He was in the dropping forty something points in the playoffs in the finals. You need to stop. He was not a top five. He's lucky to be three in point guards at that time. Honestly, I'm being serious. I'm being serious. He's he's lucky to be top three at his position. I'm not kidding. He had a great run. He had a great run. I was going to say that in that in that season, he was one of the best players in the NBA. I'm not saying that we, we're talking about now. He's not one of the best players in the NBA, but in that season, he was. No, I wouldn't say he's top five, and I wouldn't say most teams that win a title have two of the top five NBA players on their team. I just wouldn't say that. And I think Harden. I'm surprised you're saying this because Harden has gotten the talent, and you've you've always said that Harden had the talent and been failing. So now that I'm saying it, it you're disagreeing. It's just crazy. I don't understand. But going off of, I'm tired of talking about Harden. He's been terrible in time the Time to talk about Westbrook? It's time to talk about Westbrook. And his situation is interesting because he only had the one year in Houston. Played phenomenal, honestly. Played great. They just ran up against a great Lakers team and that they match up with terribly. And though they did have the disappointing second round finish, I mean, he had a great run with them and... I just think he needs to try and leave that losing culture because all I'm seeing in Houston is pointing fingers, it feels like. That's all it is. There's no accountability. It's all pointing fingers and all that. Go ahead. We have a trade. The Los Angeles Lakers have sent the 28th pick to the Thunder for Dennis Schroeder. Yeah. I, uh, that we was... just heard a rumor about that this morning, and, and, and now it's done. So, But going back to Westbrook, because I would like to touch on this, I think the main reason that Westbrook – would like out of Houston is because he does not like playing with James Harden because West Russell Westbrook would prefer to have the ball in his hands. I think you can agree. The man averaged a triple double. He wants to do that again. He wants to continue doing that. He still probably has the talent to do that and playing alongside someone as ball dominant as James Harden, which is not a bad play style. It works for James Harden, especially in the regular season. It's just crazy that everyone wants to leave James Harden. It's just crazy that Chris Paul didn't like playing with James Harden. Russell Westbrook didn't like playing with James Harden. I don't even think Clint Capella liked playing with James Harden. I understand the Russell Westbrook more because we've seen him want to be the guy on a team for longer. I think what you're talking about with with Chris Paul was more surprising that Chris Paul didn't want to play with. With James Harden, but I think Russell Westbrook, we had questions going into Russell Westbrook coming to Houston about whether they could succeed playing with two ball-dominant players like those two are. 
And Russell Westbrook just doesn't want to not be the number one guy. Well, who wants to play to with a guy ball? who shoots 20% from three in I'm not the playoffs? Saying, I'm not saying it's a great mindset from Westbrook. I'm saying that's what it is, I think, in my opinion, at least. I'm not yeah. saying it's a great it's a great call from Westbrook to to not want to play with James Harden. If, personally, I'd prefer to be able to pass to someone who could make the, make an open shot, but uh, I just don't think that I just don't think that those two you know, there were so many questions coming into it, and now we're seeing the fallout of, of those two playing together for a season with, with how ball-dominant they are. And I think they're the it's wide open. I honestly think Charlotte could really get Russell. The Hornets with—I mean, he signed with Jordan. Michael Jordan's the owner of the team. I think that would be a really nice place for him to try and rebuild his career. He could go there, and he can average 30 points a game and, and do what he wants and have the ball in his hands, but they're not going to win. <laughs> I would. I'm more surprised with with him being at this point in his career, coming down the stretch of his career, that he doesn't want to be in a place where he could win a championship. That surprises me because at some point you were the man. You averaged a triple double. Yes, you've done that. You've won MVPs. Do you want to win a title before you leave the league or not? Because if you want to win a title before you leave the league, you're not going to do it by yourself. At least not as Russell Westbrook. I mean. I don't know. I just think if he does something like go to the Hornets, go to the Knicks, it's not going to happen. Unless they can also bring in other big pieces. I just don't see I don't know. I'm I just James Harden has just been this whole situation with the Rockets has just been pretty pretty embarrassing from from his standpoint. I mean, the struggling and the fact of the matter is to go back on to the original point you made was that you said Chris Paul is the best teammate he's had. Russell Westbrook is an MVP, and he's not even his best teammate that he's gotten, according to you. That's because they play com- two completely different styles so of basketball. So the man's they, had they, an they, MVP. Their styles of basketball that those two play are not compatible. It's the reason James Harden left, left OKC in the first place, one of the reasons. Russell Westbrook played great last year. I don't know what you're talking about. In one of his best seasons of his career. But he didn't play... The style of basketball that he wanted to play, I think. He wants to be scoring 25, 30 points a game. I mean, he wasn't doing that last year just because he was passing the ball to James Harden, which is not a bad thing. Once again, it's not a bad thing. He shot his highest percentage from the field last year. He shot 47% on 22 points, which is his highest scoring average in the last three years. He played great with them, he played phenomenally well. And Again, it just it just didn't work out for Harden. I mean, we have to start looking and pointing the fingers at him. At James Harden? Yes. Okay. I mean, okay. I mean, come on. I mean, the dude okay. struggles so much in the playoffs. I mean, we can't just look at him and be like, "Whoa, is James Harden going to go off for thirty tonight, or is he going to go off for fifteen shooting the ball thirty times?" I mean, That's it gets fair. to the point where it's it's gotten ridiculous for this man, James Harden. He's gotten the talent. He's had the role players. He's had the coach. He's had the GM that supports him. He's had the whole organization behind him, and he has failed time and time and time and time and time again. It's time for a change in Houston. I want to get him out of there if I'm okay. Houston. It's time. Okay. Ready to move on? I am ready to move on. The Phoenix Suns are interested in trading for Chris Paul, the point guard from the Oklahoma City Thunder, who we just discussed. <laughs> what do you think of this deal for both teams? 
I love it for both teams. I think that the Thunder realized that they are not, hence why they traded Dennis Schroeder literally moments ago, that they are not a championship-caliber team, even with Chris Paul. No, it's a rebuild. They got the picks. They got all that stuff. And the Suns would benefit heavily from this because Chris Paul being able to nurture and mentor a guy like Devin Booker, who has a very similar style to Kobe Bryant, the late great Kobe Bryant, and... I think that would be awesome, especially because they vetoed the the trade with for for uh, Chris Paul to go to the Lakers and join Kobe. I think this would be awesome for Chris Paul to be able to nurture and play alongside that team, and they would certainly be playoff contenders with Chris Paul on that team. I they, mean, I mean, they were almost in the playoffs this year, and, and they didn't have Chris Paul with their bubble run that they had and the whole bubble Suns thing. Yeah, I mean, and Devin Booker, I think, would be able to nurture and grow a lot through to playing with Chris Paul, and they'd play amazing together. Now, they might have to give up a piece like DeAndre Ayton, but who cares? It's Chris Paul, and you can you can actually compete and have fun and be an entertaining team and rebuild around him and Booker. I just think it's a very exciting team, and then the Thunder can get more assets as well and be able to rebuild their roster even more so. So I think it's a great deal for both teams. I'm telling you right now. Fun. Chris Paul is not worth trading DeAndre Ayton. Dude, DeAndre Ayton is not good, bro. Yeah, but Chris Paul's 35 years old. It's not worth trading a young He's center like that. one of the best point guards in basketball. Yeah, but I'm it's not. But, it, of this. but it's not something like you can get a bunch of years out of him. He's coming down the stretch in his career. How long do you think this man's going to play for? He can play for three more years. Three, four more years. That's all you need him for. The Suns have been terrible. Why don't you try and make a deal? No, you sh- they should try and get tr- Chris Paul for sure. Absolutely. They need a point guard. You know, they have who? Ricky Rubio there, a point guard? Chris Paul's definitely an upgrade over him. Uh, and, and and it would be great for them. I think it'd be great for them to have Chris Paul. I don't think it's worth giving up DeAndre Ayton for. Why not? Because you got to work on giving up, try and give up some other picks, try and give up Dario It was Sarge. just a name I, think, I threw up. I, I put Dario Sarge. Dario Sarge, I think it's I fine to give up. I, I see that. I think it's fine to give up somebody like Dario Sarge, but I don't think you can give up DeAndre Ayton for him. Why not? Because DeAndre Ayton is, is is a good young big man. And he's part of the future down there in in Phoenix. I haven't seen him playing. I mean, what is what is he doing? I mean, he really ain't, isn't playing. The man hasn't played, really. Well, he was. I believe he was injured last year. I guess he averaged 18 points last year somehow. The team's trash anyway, so I don't really care about what he's He's the second-best player on the team, which I guess is not saying too much. It's because, not saying much. Which is not saying too much just because of, you know, Devin Booker's obviously the best one on that team. But, but no, he's been he's been not bad. You know, it's, it would get, last year was his second year in the league, and, and he, didn't, he didn't do too, uh, poorly. His yeah, work, but he's playing on a terrible season, team. His rookie season, he averaged 16 points, and his, his second season, he averaged 18 points. You know, in addition to averaging a double-double in both those seasons. Okay, they don't need to get rid of him, but... No, I, I think it's too much to get rid of him, but I think you're absolutely correct in saying that a piece like Chris Paul would do great things for them, but I don't think it's, it's, I don't think it's worth giving up, you know, your, your young big man who's only in his third year in the league. Saric would be a nice piece for... Because he's also another young piece that the Thunder could use. Maybe even picks. Picks could probably be I was nice going to say, well. picks are probably pretty enticing to the Thunder right now because, you know, they have about a billion of them in the next two drafts. They really do. When, with the haul they got from, from the Clippers. And they draft very well. So that, that is a very enticing thing for the Thunder. Which they have, I mean, they drafted Harden, Russell Westbrook, and uh, KD in three straight drafts. Well, there's a little, there's a little turnover, you know, from from that whole 
organizational standpoint from them because with moving on from Billy Donovan and stuff like that. So some of the development is going to be a little bit different than we've seen. But but I think you're right. They have drafted pretty well. And, and I think Chris Paul, they know, is not going to be someone that they need to keep around for the next three or four years if he decides to play that long just because... And I don't think he wants to be in a team that's... Like, he wants to win a ring... At this point, I mean, yeah. he's, he's, I mean, he did a great job. He showed the world. Obviously, there's still some doubters who didn't see what this man did in the playoffs last this year? year, last year, or this year, whatever year you want to say. A couple months ago, that man was cooking and he played phenomenal and he just played incredible. All, all in the bubble last season, he showed people wrong, and there's still people who say that the man can't play at a high level for the next few years. I think that is just blasphemous. One of the greatest point guards to ever play this game, and he needs the respect that he deserves. We don't see people at age 37 playing at the, their best basketball. Okay, that's fine, but not many people are Chris Paul. That's fair. That is also fair, but he is 35 right now, and he's not going to get better. Yeah, but he's continued to be great, even though people are sleeping on him. His decline is 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 coming. It's coming, but just inevitable with age. It's just inevitable with age. But but I do think, I do think the Phoenix Suns going out and getting him would be good for their team. I don't think it necessarily makes them a championship contender, but I do think that they would definitely be in the playoffs. Definitely be making some noise. Definitely be better than where they're at right now with the addition of Chris Paul. All right, and when we come back, we are going to discuss the MLB. You're listening to the Weekly Walkthrough here on KCOU 88.1, and we will be right back. Saturday in Columbia is KCOU Sports Saturday. Tune in right here on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia for all-day sports talk starting at 9 a.m. Cap off your sports Saturday with coverage of Mizzou football from the student voice of the Missouri Tigers. Don't just Saturday, KCOU Sports Saturday. Look at me, busy as a bee. Where'd I get all this energy? Oh, man, mm, man. I don't sleep and I don't eat, but I've got the cleanest house on the street. Oh, man, mm, man. Get these hairs all out of my face. Get these bugs all out of my place. One more hit. No time to waste. Oh, man, mm, man. Fire threatens everything in its path. When it threatens our nation and our communities, we respond. We bring the fight to the front line. The Army National Guard stands ready to face the dangers of Mother Nature and protect our homes and our neighbors. We will always be there when your community needs us the most. Discover more about all the ways you can serve part-time in your community by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Missouri Army National Guard. Aired by the Missouri Broadcasters Association at this station. Now that I've gotten on the internet, I'd rather be on my computer than doing just about anything. It's really cool. The internet gave us a whole world of exciting new possibilities. So I guess this is a story of how it changed our lives. lives. Change your life. Change the way you do the internet. Go like KCOU on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at KCOU and on Instagram at KCOU881. Stay up to date on the latest online content, events, giveaways, and more. You may be right. I think they're being followed now. Don't look. Just play cool. So what are you waiting for, young keyboard warrior? The wonderful world of KCOU is just one click away. 
Hello, and you are listening to the Weekly Walkthrough here on KCOU 88.1. And KCOU would like to remind you that Missouri Tiger football is brought to you by Pizza Tree. Located at 909 Cherry Street, Pizza Tree serves house-made slices straight from their curbside window. You don't even have to go in. Want it delivered? More information can be found on their website, pizzatreepizza.com. Or by phone call at 573-874-9925. Thank you, Pizza Tree, for supporting, for your support of KCOU Columbia 88.1 FM and KCOU Sports, the student voice of the Missouri Tigers. And, yeah, we know. We stop and hit Pizza Tree every once in a while <laughs> after the show, and, and it's it's good stuff. So definitely check it out if you're in Columbia. Um, so... We're going to get into a little bit of baseball talk now. Uh, the ML, the MLB MVPs. That was a little bit of a tongue twister there. <laughs> the MLB MVPs came out this week with White Sox first baseman Jose Abreu and Atlanta Braves first baseman Freddie Freeman both taking home the honors for their respective leagues. Anything stand out to you about either of these two and what they did throughout their shortened seasons? I didn't know Jose Abreu was going to win MVP in the AL. He was he was pretty heavily favored. I mean, I just personally didn't know because I don't watch baseball like that or really follow it. Just because he was he's kind of an older guy. He's been there for a long time, and I just didn't expect that from him. Our first baseman's usually pretty likely to win these types of awards well a lot of first basemen do put up the the offensive output that you're looking for when you when you look at the mvps like these guys were raking for good averages lots of rbis uh quite a bit of home runs and, and then neither of them play play poor defense at first base either which which really helps because sometimes you just stick someone uh who you know you don't want out in the field, but you do want their bat in the lineup over at first base. But that's not the case with either of these dudes. Uh, they're pretty good defenders. They're elite offensive talents. Freddie Freeman, one of the best players in baseball. Obviously, Jose Abreu has been uh, criminally underrated the past couple of seasons playing for a pretty poor Chicago White Sox team. Now that the White Sox are good and getting some of their more national recognition, he has some players around him. They're winning games, winning the division, going to the playoffs, that kind of stuff. You're going to you're gonna see a lot more of, of his name coming up in, in mainstream baseball media and how, just how good he is because people are watching the team now. He will be 34 and come next year too, which, which like I said, I I thought I recognized him from when I when I watched baseball more heavily because he's always and he's always been really good for the White Sox. Like he's, he's always been a star. Yeah, he just doesn't get the recognition that that he has deserved at least over the past couple of seasons. And and yeah, it is nice to see him take home these honors. And then just in terms of the Cy Young, you had uh, Trevor Bauer take it home in the National League, and. What's his name for the American League? Shane Bieber, pitcher for Cleveland. Who who does uh, Bauer play pitch for? The Reds. The Reds. Yeah, not much to say about those two. I've heard the name, so I know they're good pitchers. That's yeah, usually yeah. Uh, yep, they are both good. I would have liked to see you Darvish take home the uh, NL Cy Young, of course, with the season he put up. But he did drop off over his last couple of starts in the regular season, which which hurt him pretty badly coming down the stretch here. Especially because they're not pitching as much. Yeah, and they gave it to uh, and they did give it to Trevor Bauer, which I, I guess I'm not upset about because Trevor Bauer did have a great season. Uh, but I would have liked to see. I would have liked to see you Darvish win it. And then on the American League side, Shane Bieber by far and away was the best pitcher in the American League, was the best pitcher in baseball in general this season. So no complaints there in terms of the American League 
Cy Young. Anything else on baseball that you'd like to discuss? Anything else on basketball you'd like to discuss? No, Nothing I think going we're good. on. I think we're I think we're a okay. We are then. Let's move on. You please tell us about how the picks went last week. Picks went great for me last week. Eleven and three for me. You went seven and seven, and our guest. Columbia, Missouri, and Missouri football beat writer Max Baker went eight and six. We so did slightly better than you did at seven and seven. I've I, been sliding recently. I, I want to. I don't know what the last time. Maybe like four four weeks ago. I think it was probably the last time you won. I've been sliding. I've been sliding. Hey, you'll probably get me this week. We've said that the past couple of weeks. Hey, and it hasn't happened. You've been picking extremely well recently. I'm, I'm proud of you. You're looking good. Should probably start putting some money down. You might be making some money. Uh, then it starts to get. Then it starts to <laughs> to slide. Then you're gonna see my three and ten weeks and things like that. Do they have money lines for just like flat, like zero zero, like no uh, no spread? Yeah, you can you can pick straight up. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, you can bet straight up. You can bet the spread, all that good stuff. No, yeah, betting betting straight up. You might not be bad at that. <laughs> yeah, but if. If you want to listen to our Max Baker conversation, it is on Spotify or wherever you get podcasts. It'll be there if you just search Weekly Walkthrough in the search tab. You're, you're right. You're absolutely right. It was up there. It was up there last week. And, and once again, we do want to say thank you to Max for hopping on the show last week. It was great to talk with him and get a big Mizzou football update. All right, so shall we get into the NFL for this week? We'll start with the Colts taking down the Titans 34-17 to on Thursday night. The Colts came out, looked pretty good. The Titans, eh, not so much. A.J. Brown dropped a touchdown in the first half that would have made it a— uh, that would have made it, I believe it would have made it a 17-10 to game or 17-3 to game or something along those lines. Uh, he obviously couldn't bring it in, and then the Colts propelled— by a pretty strong second half, won the game 34-17. Yeah, yeah, no, I picked the Colts. I'm pretty sure you and Max both picked the Titans to win that game. I, that sounds about right. But, but oh, 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 <laughs> you go ahead. We can start picking. I was going to say, let's start picking. We got the 3-4-1 Eagles taking on the 2-7 and seven Giants. The Giants came off of that big win last week over the football team, and... But I'm still going to have to go with the Eagles, I feel like. Carson Wentz, I think he's going to start to play better come toward the end of this back half of the year at least. And I see the Eagles getting it done. You normally get upset at me for doing this, but I'm going to pick alongside you. I'm taking the Eagles as well. I, I just don't think the Giants are going to be able to beat them this week. No matter how injured the Eagles are, they're still a better football team than, than the Giants. This one should be easy. The one and seven Jaguars traveling up north to Green Bay to take on the six and two Packers. I mean, come on, Green Bay. They should get this. If they lose this game, they're they need to start sweating because then we're getting into bear weather, and we know how the Bears play in bear weather. Okay, the Packers also play in bear weather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. but I do see the Packers getting it done. Uh, it's, Easy matchup. I agree with that one. No doubt about that. Hammer the Packers today. The 2-6 and six Washington football team taking on the 3-5 and five Lions in Detroit. Now, I haven't picked Detroit in a long time, but I think I'm going to pick Detroit this week. Washington, it's, it's very rough, and they're probably going to win now that I picked the Lions, but it's just a rebuilding team. The Lions have Matthew Stafford. I put more faith in them. Give me the Lions. Give me the football team. Alex Smith's going to get the start today, uh, and I, I think Washington will be able to walk away with this one 
Uh, you know how the Lions play. The Lions really like to lose games that they should win. So, so I'm taking the football team. The two and six Texans taking on the three or the five and three Browns. And I've got Deshaun Watson taking this game. I do. I think Deshaun Watson's going to travel up to Cleveland, beat Baker, and then go back down. But yeah, I just the Browns are just a really they're kind of they're a struggling team and the the division's starting to dwindle away from them as they keep losing and now that they'll have four losses come next week, it's just it's over. It's over for them. It's over for them, he says. <laughs> um I'm taking the Browns. I've been taking the Browns recently. They've been losing recently. I'm taking the Browns. They're kind of like my Falcons now that I think about it. Uh, but no, I'll take the Browns this week. I'll take I'll take Baker and and that team to sneak away with the win. I think it, it will be uh, an exceptionally close game, though. The six and three Buccaneers traveling to Carolina to take on the division rival Panthers. Obviously, no Christian McCaffrey this week for Carolina and the Buccaneers coming off that embarrassing loss last Sunday night when they got absolutely destroyed by Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints. Tom Brady teams usually bounce back, especially from blowout losses. But that was the worst loss of Brady's career. I see the Bucks getting it done as they try and reclaim that division. They are going to need some help from the Saints, though. I'm, yeah, I'm going to take the Bucks too. I have to take the Bucks in this one. If Christian McCaffrey was playing, maybe a different story. Mike Davis still good, but 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 I think Tom is going to bounce back from that uh, loss last week. The two and six Chargers taking on the five and three Dolphins. The Dolphins, uh, you know, starting to make a little bit, just a little bit of a push towards the top of that division. The Bills only at seven and two, so the Dolphins at five and three are not that far behind them, at least when it comes to the standings. Oh yeah, Miami's great. Give me the Chargers by fifteen. Chargers, Justin Herbert, too good. Austin Eckler's coming back probably next week, too. Getting off on the right foot. I see Justin Herbert getting it done in Miami. It's two a time today. I'm taking the Dolphins. I am taking the Dolphins. Uh, a divisional matchup from the AFC West. The 3-5 and five Broncos taking on the 5-3 and three Raiders from Vegas. I see the Raiders getting it done. The Broncos are just not a good football team, and they're trying to rebuild around Drew Locke. Injuries have obviously been problematic for them. We've talked about it on the show with Cortland Sutton. You know, probably most significant injury along with Von Miller on the defensive side. Got to go with the Raiders. Yeah. As I, much as I'd love to pick Drew Locke, I can't do it. I, I can't do it. So I'm also going to take Vegas today. The 7-2 and two Bills traveling out to the desert to take on the 5-3 and three Cardinals. You and I were having a bit of a conversation before today about about this game so what do you think is going to happen in this one we can we can actually talk a little bit about this game if you want we do have a few minutes even though josh norman is not playing today starting corner for the buffalo bills i see the bills still getting it done josh allen stefan diggs it's just gonna i think it's gonna be too much in that defense for the bills specifically is just i think they're gonna they're gonna give kyler murray some problems today this is hard this is hard for me, but I'm. Hmm, this is tough. I really would love to take Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. I really would love to do that. Uh, I think their offense is exciting. I think it works. I think we've seen the Bills' defense have some problems of late, giving up a lot of points. So I think it's going to come down to whether the Bills' offense can keep pace. We saw them last week against Seattle. They did. We saw him, you know, play a couple of games against the Chiefs and such. They did not. 
Uh, so I think it's really going to come down to how well the Bills' offense is going to play. And and I think for that reason, I'm going to take the Cardinals. Yeah, please, come on. I know you're going to I'm going to take the Cardinals. Anyways, the, I think the Bills are very disrespected. Seven and two. Like, people talk people talk reckless on this team. Like, they're really good. They're, they're one, they're oh, one, absolutely. I mean, they're one game away from being arguably the best team in football. Absolutely. No, I I think you're right. I think you're right. And and in this my pick was no disrespect on the Bills. I, I just think their I'm offense. I'm just speaking is more gonna, in general. I say I think the, their offense is just going to fall a little bit short today. They're going to need to score the ball a lot today to to beat the Cardinals. We've seen how well the Cardinals can move the ball, so I think the Cardinals will be able to to win this one today. Tredavious White would like a word. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the four and five Forty ers traveling to New Orleans to take on the six and two Saints. I mean, we just saw this matchup, what, two weeks ago? I feel like we just saw this matchup. but There's no way we just saw this matchup. I swear they only we did. play each other once a year. Oh. <laughs> you know, I might, be, I might just get the colors mixed up. Yeah. I'm, I'm being stupid. But I see the Saints winning this game. The Niners, they're just dealing with too many injuries. The Saints are too good of a team. It's in Mercedes-Benz Superdome. I'm taking the Saints. I will also take the Saints for, for your same reasoning. The 6-2 and two Seahawks traveling to L.A. to take on the Rams at 325 today. This is a big game just in general for how the NFC West is going to shape up this year because the Rams only the one game back from the Seahawks in the division. You got the Cardinals tied with the Rams at 5-3 and three in the division right now. So a, a Seahawks loss today could set up a three-way tie uh, amongst the top of the division when you're looking at some of the way the other games could fall today. Yeah, I mean, now that you painted it like that, I think I I think I got a root for the tie here. But no, we're not going to get a tie. I think Russell Wilson gets it done just because I, I really see these two teams as very equal. But Russell Wilson is just that X factor, I feel like, especially after they lost last week to the Bills. Now, we say they're very even, but about 90% of people on DraftKings today are hammering the Seahawks. And for that reason... I am going to take the Rams, and I'm going to take the Rams as my upset pick of the week. I'm going to take the Rams as my upset pick of the week. I don't know what the line is in this game or anything like that. But since everybody is betting against them online today, I I think it's okay to take them as my upset. Would you agree? Yes, it gets my seal of approval. Bang. So we love that. So I'm taking the Rams. You're taking the Seahawks. Can the two five and one Bengals take down the only undefeated team left in the National Football League. We saw the Steelers stumble a little bit against the Cowboys last week. They did come out on top, but can Joe Burrow and company get it done to take them down and give them their first loss of the season? You know, I've been disrespectful to Joe Burrow in the past. I really have, but he's going to get it done today. Joe Burrow is getting it done today. I don't know who he's going to use on the offensive side. No, they got Joe Mixon. Maybe nope, Joe Green's. Mixon's out. A.J. Green. Don't know if he's in or not. I think he is in. T. Higgins, baby. T. Higgins (laughs) is playing, hopefully. I'll pick the Bengals. The Steelers have to lose at some point. They didn't look good last week. It's time. This right here is where I make up a pick this week. I'm taking the Steelers. This is where you make It's an easy pick. I'm taking the Steelers. Well, you say easy. It's all easy until they start playing. Well, it's always easy to pick the undefeated team. It is. It is. Uh, Sunday night football. We got the six and two Ravens taking on the three and five Patriots from Foxborough. You got to go with Baltimore. The Patriots just can't put up the points. Like it's the same thing as what I why I picked the Ravens over the Colts last week. I mean, 
the Ravens are just going to be able to score more than the other team. At, at some point, the other team's going to have to start scoring. I agree. The Ravens for sure. The Ravens for sure this week. And then Monday night football, Kirk Cousins continues his uh, elite Monday night career uh, on the road in Chicago against the Bears. I think Captain Kirk's going to sail the ship. I really do this Monday night. I think it's painting it perfectly. They started off the year tough. This is this is the game that puts them back in the wild card hunt, puts them back in position. Kirk's getting it done. Kirk on Monday night football in his career is 0 and 9. And it'll be 1 and 9 come tomorrow. He night. will not get the win tomorrow. The Bears will beat the Vikings on uh, Monday night football at home. And then what do we got for Thursday next week? Let's take a look. Let us. Hopefully, take it's a good game. A it is a good game. Actually, I remember this. It is the Cardinals and the Seahawks part two. We saw the first one of this season. Uh, was an absolutely crazy game on Sunday night football, and, and now we got them with take two, act two this season of the Cardinals and the Seahawks. This one from Seattle. The Seahawks get it done. The Seahawks get it done. I, I think, think. I think the. I think this is the perfect, like matchup to where they just split the two games. Arizona closely edged out the last game in overtime. I think. I think Russell Wilson gets it done. Yep, agree, agree. Seahawks on on Thursday night football, uh, even the season series with the Cardinals. So two big games for the Seahawks actually in their next two. They got the Rams and the Cardinals, both of which close to being on top of the division. So that concludes our NFL picks for this week. Let's let's get right to our moments of the week. Well, mine had to be the Miami Marlins hiring their general manager Kim Ng, who is the first woman to be a GM in uh, Major League Baseball and along with the first Asian to be so breaking two barriers like that really special moment in baseball history and just couldn't be happier for her she has 30 plus years of experience across numerous teams she's very qualified and i hope she does a phenomenal job one fun tweet i saw regarding that whole thing was one the mlb's cut four account actually tweeted so they said you know they, they say breaking as in breaking news they go breaking colon the glass ceiling which, oh. was, which was kind of fun. Yeah, I liked that tweet a lot. Uh, my moment of the week was the Masters golf tournament being played this week. Uh, obviously, usually played in spring. We usually see the flowers in full bloom and all that good stuff at Augusta National. We have not been able to see that this year due to the COVID-19 pandemic canceling it earlier in the year, but they are playing the final round right now today. They'll finish it up, and we will crown a champion, hand out a green jacket again today. So it's nice to see uh, the biggest tournament in golf being able to be snuck in this year still so and for my upset of the week i have utah beating the number 20 usc trojans utah has been pretty competitive over the last three four years so i see them getting it done over the usually overrated trojans i already told you what mine was i'm taking the rams today over seattle uh to even up the division race there and then what are you watching for this week is it really about this time it is about this time. Wednesday, I believe, is the NBA draft. And and what I what I want to look out for more specifically is if LaMelo Ball will go number one. That's that's a pretty fun. The top five's really exciting. But then you're gonna see a big drop off where you're starting to see a lot of college basketball stars. And I'm telling you, this man Peyton Pritchard should go in the first round. He's not going to, but he should. And these teams are going to be so upset. When he falls to the second round, he is a big-time playmaker for whoever drafts him. I'm telling you. I mean, he's first-team All-American, plays great defense, can shoot the ball from 25-plus, has a great handle. I mean, come on. 
smart, high basketball IQ. You got everything you need there. Little Alex Crusoe 2.0. Okay, and then my what to watch for. I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, we've seen Wisconsin play a couple of good games this year. Uh, I think they'll play another good one against Northwestern upcoming next Saturday. I think that'll be a fun game to watch. One of their bigger uh, top 25 matchups so far as they play the undefeated Wildcats. So we'll see exactly what the Badgers are made of next week when they play uh, the the ranked the ranked Wildcats. So. Very, yeah, that's a fun matchup. That's all the time we got for today. Uh, looks like I won't be back in the studio here for a while, but I, I do still plan on being on the show here the next couple of weeks. We are going to take a take a week off for Thanksgiving. Maybe two. Are we taking two weeks off for Thanksgiving? When are you planning on coming back? I want to say we're we're not going to be in the studio next you, Sunday. Well, yeah, you won't be here for a while. We're not next Sunday. We're going to be off, but then that following Sunday, I'll I'm going to try and be back for it. So Nick will be back in the studio for that one. Uh, I'll I'll be calling in. I will still be here on the show, just not in the studio. But but yeah, so we're going to take next week off for Thanksgiving. Then we'll come back have a couple of weeks before Christmas with a couple of shows. But once again, we'd like to thank you all for listening to the weekly walkthrough here on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia. Feel free to tune in, listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast. Just search up the weekly walkthrough and we will pop up there. So anything else you'd like to say today, Nick? No, sir. I hope everyone has a good Thanksgiving since we will not be here next week. Exactly. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy fall break to everyone. And uh, we wish you all the, uh, the best week and best day today. All right. Thank you. Wait, birds and snakes and airplane. Lenny Bruce is not a